right there, folks. Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. As always, my name is Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of uh, Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Thank you for joining us, y'all. Uh, it must mean it's Thursday. That's also my hockey night, just so you know. Not that any of you care, but it's Thursday, man. It's Thursday. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. Um... In any case, you might have remembered last week we actually entered off with uh, we came uh, with the intro of uh, Late Love from Eric Clapton because uh, last week's article was about Eric Clapton, who is a, <laughs> an angry white man. And uh, guess what this week's column is about? About more angry white men. Uh, so Rage in the Machine, going back to Rage in the Machine seems completely appropriate at that point. Um, in any case, thank you, Rage Against the Machine, for bringing us in. Um, it's uh it's been an interesting week. I don't know if um I don't usually write something so uh so close to the political events at the time, but um you saw the gubernatorial races in uh New Jersey and uh Virginia in the last uh you know couple of days ago and uh I thought to myself, wow, here we go again. Like this is um this is the MAGA crowd fueled by anger. And I, I sat there and started talking to my girlfriend about what, why are they so pissed? Like, how in, how did white men start to get so pissed off? Like, you can understand every other group, right, being pissed. Um, but as, the, as we started talking about it, right, I mean, as I said, listen, don't get me wrong. White men have ruled this planet historically pretty much forever per- pretty much i mean <laughs> i mean i know there are probably some exceptions that people can throw out but you get the idea that um historically speaking white men have been privileged in a way that um that women or other gender cho- choices uh and or um people of other ethnicities just simply haven't been able to uh so it's really hard to shed a tear uh for white men and yet, I think that if we don't try, with the amount of anger and vitriol coming out of that segment of our population, right? Like, you take a look at a at a Donald Trump rally; it's it's largely white men, uneducated white men. That's that's the vast majority of his base. And I know that he does does uh, he, he there are some female voters who vote for him, and there are some Latino voters that vote for him, but. By and large, if you take a look at his demographic, it's angry white men, and that's what fuels his base. What is Donald Trump? What is Donald Trump feeding into? Because as much as we can sit there and say white men have nothing to be pissed off about, number one, I'm not necessarily sure that's true, as I'm going to get into in the piece. And number two, whether it's true or not, if we don't address that problem, it's we're watching it blow up in front of our face right here and now. Donald Trump's going to run for re-election in 2024. Make no mistake, unless unless he is something happens and he's no longer alive and at his age that is a distinct possibility but and his enormous weight and unhealthy eating habits. But more importantly, there is an anger that he has stoked in American white men that if we don't get a handle on where it's coming from and how to address it 
it's going to continue to reverberate and echo throughout our not only our political system here in the United States, but throughout the very essence of our society. And with that, I bring you the red herring fueling white rage. As I watched the election results roll in the other night, I thought to myself, you know, there sure are a lot of angry white men in this country. Admittedly, that thought was soon followed by, I think tonight is Taco Tuesday. So, (laughs) I am not sure how much credence you should be putting into my thinking at this particular juncture, but I do believe the first observation bears some consideration. After all, who are all these angry white men, and why do they all seem more intensely irate than a rabid raccoon being forcibly removed from, from a steaming pile of trash? Now, I know what you're thinking. Why should I give a damn about a bunch of overly entitled MAGA hat wearers whose racial and gender demographics have granted them an inherently undeserved and inequitable privilege throughout most of the course of human history? Well, because like the rabid raccoon, we need to start addressing this situation before it comes back to bite us in the ass. So just what is it that is making these white men so damn pissed? Well, right now it seems that it all comes down to wokeism and the teachings of critical race theory. Much of the rhetoric surrounding both the New Jersey and Virginia gubernatorial races centered around this issue and the impact these folks felt teaching American schoolchildren about the ravaging impacts of slavery would have on the fabric of American society. Within the context of their perspective, America as they know it is under attack from the liberal propagandists who want to reshape this country into some sort of free-loving, socialist, hippie commune. Furthermore, they have watched as people who share their worldview have been canceled and labeled as intolerant, racially insensitive bigots. They point to the removal of everything from Dr. Seuss to the Muppets and suggest that liberal America is after them. And to some degree, they're correct. They are under attack. Do you know the one group you can still get away with making fun of or openly denigrating these days? White men. Want me to prove my point? If I said, and please trust me, <laughs> like, I am most definitely not stupid to say and stupid enough to say this. I'm stupid enough to say a lot of stupid flipping things. I am not saying this. I'm using it as a hypothetical. But if I were to say, We all know that men are nothing more than universal sex addicts who routinely victimize women. But hey, at least we don't get moody one week a month. I would not hear one peep. And trust me, I know. Not one peep about the way I characterize men in the first half of that sentence. Not one. But you damn well better believe that I would have a veritable barrage of complaints about my comments regarding women's menstrual cycle, even though they are nowhere near as genuinely derogatory or inflammatory as what I said about men. You hear comedians joke about white people all the time. How we dance, how we talk, how we make love. You can say whatever you want about white people, and no one will bat an eye. 
but make any stereotypical remark you want about people from any other ethnic group, and you will endure the eternal hellfire of modern cancel culture. I understand that this is where we stand because of the long history of social and racial injustice throughout our nation's long history. But we would be remiss to not see why this is leading to white men feeling like they have become the marginalized and victimized in a world that is turned against them. Because while we may refuse to recognize and accept how we are becoming the unwitting accomplices to their rage, you know who doesn't shy away from it? Fox News and all the other right-leaning propaganda machines that are stirring this foment into political action. They use this divisiveness as the red herring that belies their true purpose, an economic agenda that is directly contradictory to the actual self-interest of the people they are peddling it to. Have you seen the folks that attend Trump rallies or storm the Capitol believing that he has given them veiled marching orders to take down democracy in his beloved name? These are not exactly the top-end wage earners who would be impacted by any of the hikes on billionaires that Biden and other Democrats have proposed as a way for, to pay for the beleaguered infrastructure bill. In fact, Biden has been quite clear. People earning less than 250000 a year will see no increase in their taxes as a mean to financing this legislation. And yet, these will be the exact folks who reap the benefits of better roads, paid family leave, infrastructure redevelopment jobs, etc., etc., etc. Meanwhile, Trump spent most of his legislative muster passing tax credits that went disproportionately to his billionaire buddies. You know, the people that are not them. Fox News and other right-wing media outlets hook their viewers with a pent-up frustration as their way of life and worldview come under attack and then manipulate that anger into support for an elitist financial agenda that only serves to further undermine the pragmatic day-to-day -day lives in a way that fuels their anger at a society that seems to have abandoned them. You know, one of my favorite scenes to teach from Mark Twain's brilliantly satirical novel, The Adventures of Huck Finn, is when Huck's dad, Pap, comes back absolutely incensed after having watched a black man vote for the first time. A belligerent alcoholic with no redeeming value other than the fact that he is white, Pap comes home and beats Pat Huck senseless for having the unmitigated temerity to be the only one standing there when he flew into his uninhibited rage. We, as the reader, understand that his anger is rooted in his loss of a sense of identity, a vague sense of being superior, even if that superior superiority was so clearly predicated on falseness. We are watching that same fire being stoked right now before us as right-wing media fans the flames of discontent sparked by the discord of wokeism and cancel culture. Yes, white men have indeed been the source of oppression and racial, gender, and inequality for century upon century, but we can't just keep sticking our fingers in their faces and screaming, it's all your fault. I'm not saying that isn't true. I'm just saying that it isn't helping the situation. Heaping blame upon blame and invalidating not only their worldview, but their entire way of life is not the path to further unity 
and propelling our nation forward. Rather, we need to reach out our hand, much as we would say to the child who created a mess in the kitchen, and say, yeah, I know you fucked this up. Now how are we going to fix it together? All right, folks, have at it. Write comments. Give me your, give me whatever you got. Um, it's funny, you know. I read, I see that piece. Um, sometimes I have a great take on how people respond, uh, and uh, and other times uh, I have no no clue. I am completely, um, yeah, I am completely uh, surprised at times um, by the by the response, especially uh, when people get pissed. Um, I'll tell you, my my girlfriend said that uh, she thought people would be pissed, and I see, I don't know, I, I guess I feel the whole vein of this piece uh, comes in that last word, together. Um, we continue to be a nation further and further divided. Maybe if you're angry, when you get done either listening to this or reading it, maybe it's time to look inside. I'm I'm trying to talk about how we get to a place of being together. Maybe if that piece that I just read gets you all worked up and gets you angry, maybe that's you. Um, maybe you are part of the problem, not part of the solution, right? I'm talking about us trying to somehow or another move forward together, right? Even, even with the people who made the mess in the kitchen, we still have to sit there and move forward together with them. Um, maybe it's time that we all do a little bit more of that. And with that, let's get out of here with a little job, Mayor. Folks, uh, thank you as always. Thank you for joining us uh, this Thursday. Welcome back. Hope uh, hope to see you again next Thursday. Once again, my name is Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of this little ditty of a podcast called Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Hope you'll join us next week. Until then... Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening.